This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by HelloFresh and by Manscaped. As we've explained previously, horses are the ultimate status symbol. Mm -hmm. And sure, there's plenty of normal people with horses, but your average person has neither the money nor the space for an animal that weighs over a thousand pounds and can cost tens of thousands of dollars, depending on the pedigree. And now I have to feed it? Nor does the average person have the need for a horse, at least since the invention of the automobile. Yes. But if you're rich, what do you get for the man who has everything? A horse, and a good one. Mm -hmm. And then once you've filled your stables with more horses than you can even keep track of anymore, you can start using your horses as currency, which is way cooler than paying people with cash money that poor people have probably touched with their grubby little fingers. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, more useful than cryptocurrency, just at the face value. The value remains pretty stable. And you can... No turbulence. Yeah, you can... And it's, no volatility. And there's, it's less trackable as well. That's right. But, There's no ledger keeping track of who's trading horses. True. Uh, the, the pedigree, I guess. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, currencies go, horse trading is probably as good as you could get as far as trackability. Uh, now, once you've got that decent stable of well-bred, strong, beautiful horses... There's plenty of ways to spend your money on them. A couple thousand dollars a month on professional grooming, a couple thousand more on dressage classes. You gotta teach that horse to dance. <laughs> and uh, if you happen to be a rich sneakerhead, in addition to a rich horse owner, you're gonna want your horses dripped out in the finest footwear available. But how? Well, horseshoes just, they don't have that much in the way of drip. They're functional, and that's about it. You can't even really see them. Well, guess what? The horseshoes you're thinking of might be the only option for most people, but if you're rich, there's something way better. Horse kicks. Horse kicks. Mm -hmm. Yes, what you're looking at right now is a real product that exists. Air Jordan 1s, Yeezy Boost 250 V2s, and New Balance 650s, but for horses. And these bad boys do not come cheap. Mm -mm. And that's not just factoring in that horses have twice as many feet as humans. These kicks will cost you $1,200 Per hoof. Wow. That's a lot of money. But do you want your horse to look poor? I didn't think so. So pull out that credit card. <laughs> but what's really going on here? Did all the biggest sneaker brands suddenly branch out into horseware? Mm, no. Well, no, one, they, one they, man in particular is looking for a new uh, financial option for his shoe company. Right. But the Adidas and, and Nike and New Balance are not in the, in the horse game. <laughs> sure. Uh, the Sneakers for Horses concept was developed independently by one man, a guy named Marcus Floyd, who has been making custom bespoke sneakers for a while, but realized very cleverly that living in Lexington, Kentucky, the horse capital of the world, meant that he was sitting on a potentially massive business opportunity. I mean, it's literally just like you'd have to buy four shoes. So instantly I'm making twice as much money as anyone else. Yeah, you create you create a need that didn't previously exist. And now it's like, well, that guy's that guy's horse is rocking some Air Jordans. Your horse. No drip. Why would I drive a car when rollerblades have eight wheels? Right. Uh, here's the uh, official Horse Kicks website. Lexington, Kentucky is home to the world's greatest equine athletes. For far too long, these multi-millionaires have been fitted with traditional run-of-the-mill horseshoes. Horse Kicks is here to change that. Based out of Lexington, Kentucky, the horse capital of the world, Horse Kicks was founded to offer horses of all breeds and disciples the drip that they deserve. Marcus Floyd started posting images of his horse kicks to Instagram recently, and the post went so viral that he ended up removing all the posts, possibly due to unwanted attention from shoe brands' legal departments that might not be stoked about the use of their trademark, but that's also not clear. Yeah, the, the world of bespoke speak, uh, sneakers is, um, 
litigious. Yeah, the, the shoe companies don't like it, but there's multiple websites you can pull up off, the, off a simple Google search, and you'll find you'll find Nikes and uh, you'll find various trademarks uh, being used in ways that were not approved by the owners. Well, th- that's why you can tell that this this guy has a actual plan, because any normal person who wants their business to succeed beyond a flash in the pan of just wow that short that that horse has uh, Air Maxes on mm-hmm. is is like. Yes, as soon as you get heat on a product that you're literally taking the thing from, you got you're gonna be like, all right, look, you got me. We all had fun. Yeah. Back to the drawing but board. But I got everyone's attention, didn't I? Exactly. And that's the point. Um, so that's good. So yeah, in any case, Marcus Floyd was interviewed by the website Sneaker Freaker, and it sounds like business is booming. I asked, is there a surprising amount of demand for this seemingly niche product? He replied, Yes, there is a huge demand. People want their million dollar product, their racehorse, represented well. As my favorite football player, Deion Sanders, says, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. Every top racehorse should look good on the way to the track. <laughs> and that's true. Like, if you've been to a horse race, like, they, they parade them they out. They parade those horses. Uh, and, and you, you uh, even as a spectator and potential gambler, you are allowed to go see. They display each horse for a well, set period Otherwise, of time. it would be unfair. And you see all these old men out there checking. Uh, yeah, they want to see how full the bladder is. Yeah. Yes, but that's a, herein lies the problem. You got these nice kicks walking through the mud. You're gonna have to put those uh, the the protectors on them like people do. They look like shower caps for your feet. No, there's uh, there's got to be a better way. Well, that's that's another reason why this guy's like this is an infinite money maker because you have to bu- have new shoes oh, after looks, every race. Looks like you need the uh, mud proof upgrade. Well, that's gonna cost you, but you're gonna look great out on that mud. And also think about how much more bets are gonna come in on this horse when it's out there clobbering around on some dunks. Yeah, and honestly, the shoe companies, they're really missing uh, the big picture here because, uh, you know, they're always looking for new sponsorship opportunities. And I think horses are way cooler than, like, eSports or some shit like that. Uh, He also explains that the horse kicks that we've seen so far were actually, they were donated to a charity auction event. No one, he did not make profit on this. Uh, Lawyers. Yeah. And uh, all horse kicks moving forward will be entirely custom without any branding from existing shoe companies. He's he's starting his own brand. This... It's literally this is how entrepreneurship works. It is. You come to you come to the market with something that's creative, but also has a familiarity enough to where people are willing to accept it, and then you hit them with the customizable stuff with no trademark restrictions. I mean, this is how pretty much all major streetwear brands got yes. their start is just through like blatant trademark infringement. Yep. And then they're like, all right, well, I guess we should hire our own designers now. Yeah. Um. Look, this guy's doing everything right. You can't slight him at all. It's uh. It's pretty brilliant, I gotta say. It is. Now, as for what these new designs will look like, he says he plans on unveiling them on Halloween, uh, which is, I mean, it's it. You're gonna be seeing these really soon if you haven't already. Yeah. And regarding his long-term plans, he says my long-term vision is ultimately to work with a bigger company and mass-produce my designs. I like to offer affordable sneakers for avid horse lovers and owners while still being able to fulfill custom orders for those looking for that unique appeal. I'd love for major brands to acknowledge the market for sneakers in the equine world. Hopefully, they'll reach out to me to collaborate. Until then, it'll be one-to-one custom orders. And I know a guy... I know a certain uh, certain clothing entrepreneur who's currently looking for new business partners. Yes. So, uh, maybe, not, maybe not what you're looking for at this specific time. Maybe not the kind of attention you're seeking. But there is a man with a lot of money. Less money than he had before, but yeah. a lot of money still. Who's uh, looking for a shoe company to partner with. Yeah, so, um, a man who's probably dealt in horses as currency himself. Keep an eye on your Instagram DMs. Yeah, 
Uh, this is also a good thing because horses have no idea that Adolf Hitler has ever even existed. They don't. They're horses. They're horses. They like apples. Look, they like meth. Oh, oh, you're going to cancel the horse for wearing Yeezys? Yeah. Oh, great. Well, now he's going to the glue factory. Yeah. Hope you're happy. Great job, Libs. Yeah, you really saved the day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Woke. The woke mob strikes again. Yep. The death count is getting higher <laughs> from the woke mob. <laughs> so anyway, eventually it looks like even working class horse owners might be able to dress their horses in horse kicks without breaking the bank. They'll have to be these... wearing the uh, Skechers shape-ups. Uh, yeah. And the horse collapses, and they have to shoot the horse. <laughs> it breaks his leg. <laughs> they do have to shoot the horse. Yes. But uh, until then, there's plenty of ways for people on a more modest budget to splurge on something decadent, something that's going to draw everyone's attention. Mm -hmm. For example, no one really needs a 12-foot-tall human skeleton with animated LED eyeballs that costs $300. But for the last two years, the Home Depot has sold such a product during Halloween season, and they've been flying off the shelves because... $300 really is a, it's a small price to pay for the one Halloween decoration that's sure to be the, the talk of your neighborhood. Yeah, uh, it is a conversation starter. It really is. Yes. Uh, most skeletons, human size. Boring. Yeah. This skeleton is 12 feet tall. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And up until now, barely anyone has stopped to ask just why exactly the Home Depot decided in the first place to design, manufacture, and sell a 12 foot tall skeleton. But Vice recently published a very detailed oral history of Skelly, as the skeleton is known. So let's learn about how this all came about. Skelly's arrival at Home Depot in early October, and even as early as July in some locations, has become a cultural event in its own right. <laughs> National media outlets announce when it's back in stock and offer strategies for getting one before it sells out again. The oversized Halloween prop's popularity has inspired knockoffs and a Skelly black market. For three years in a row, the home improvement chain has sold out of the 12-foot skeleton only a few hours after its release, with customers frantically snatching them up at $299 a pop. Now, that's no easy feat. The skeleton weighs more than 85 pounds, and its box is nearly four feet wide and almost as deep. Too unwieldy for even the most muscular among us to wrangle. But even with the challenge of just getting one home, the Skellies have been such a hit that they've spawned a whole line of oversized Home Depot Halloween decor, including a 12-foot levitating witch, a 15-foot phantom, and a 9.5-foot werewolf. And yeah, we actually weren't aware that Skelly had spawned an entire product line, um, these other oversized Halloween decorations. Pretty cool, but honestly, nothing beats the simplicity of a skeleton that happens to be more than twice the height of an average human. It's a giant, but it's also a dead giant. It's it's multiple things. Yeah, and also, I mean, these other decorations are explicitly Halloween decorations, but as we've seen, Skelly yeah. can Skelly. be used yeah. year-round. Uh, put a oversized Santa hat on him. Good to go. And you can Bunny keep ears. The, you, it's Easter yeah, time, baby. You can keep Skelly on your yard year-round and yeah. uh, decorate around Skelly accordingly, which uh -huh. you can't do with a werewolf or a witch. Yes. Uh, I will say... I know it of one house in in this city that we film in that at least for the past year has had it up every single day. It did not come down since last Halloween. I mean, and I drive by it every day. It's, uh, it's too big to disassemble. What am I? And I'm, by the time I'm done, I got to put it back up for the next Halloween. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it up. L last year, I did see a cool one. It was like a seven foot tall uh, uh, demon with a full size death canoe rowing the river sticks. Yeah. Through someone's yard. Halloween decorating is just way more fun than Christmas decorating. Yeah, and they like the animatronics are so cool too. Because yeah. it's just like very simple, like, oh, a skeleton opens his mouth. I'm scared. I'm yeah. having a good time. I didn't expect that skeleton to open his mouth. Santa Claus barely moves a sack of toys. I'm freaked oh, out. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm leaving this house. 
but yeah, anyway, Vice spoke to multiple Home Depot insiders to get Skelly's backstory, including Lance Allen, Home Depot's senior merchant of decorative holiday, which sounds like an awesome job. Yeah. But uh, he said, our team got together probably mid-2019, where we really wanted to come out with something completely different for Halloween 2020. As we got into a lot of the haunted houses, Larger Than Life was so popular, just to scare everybody and really make the items overpowering. Then we started going to some trade shows, and one that really stood out was a torso, the waist up of a skeleton coming out of the ground. But the prices on these oversized haunted house props, you're talking between $3,000 and $5,000, was just stuff the average customer could never afford. How cool would it be if we could make a full-size skeleton so everyone could have one at home? We were trying to figure out sizes. At one time, it was like, ah, a 10-foot would be huge. That'd be empowering. Everyone would like 10 feet. And then it's like, let's just press everything. No limits. Let's go higher than everybody thought was possible. <laughs> well, we thought next, what if we cranked it to 11? Let's see Paul Allen's skeleton. <laughs> and then someone else came in and said, what about 12? <laughs> I think it would have been great if they did the 10-foot one. Then it could be repurposed all year as a basketball hoop. You yeah. just, you put some uh, rebar in its legs and cement it down to the ground in your driveway. Small backboard. Gotta be... Uh, See, it is a small backboard, but... Uh, gotta be all swishes. Nothing feels better than dunking on a 10-foot tall yeah. skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, senior product uh, engineer Rachel Little then explains that her job was making sure Skelly is still small enough that it can, you know, fit inside of a box and will easily be able for the customer, relatively easy for the customer to assemble and take home. So her team butted heads with Lance's team over the, the size of it, with concerns including whether a 12-foot-tall skeleton could even safely be displayed in stores, and whether a gust of wind might be able to knock Skelly over and seriously injure someone. There were also, of course, concerns over timing. This was going to be released for the first COVID-19 Halloween, but I think it was perfect timing. Yeah. We all needed a break. Exactly. So, I, but in Home Depot's mind, I mean, what is anyone even going to be interested in spending that kind of money on decorations? Yeah, are you? Is it? Are people even going to trick or treat? With well, this good virus news going around. The stimulus just came in, and we got only one product yeah. that's on the shelves. Yeah, this is my my Donald Trump skeleton. Thank this you. is my Thank emotional you, support, twelve foot tall skeleton. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it turns out people do really want this stuff, even at the height of a pandemic, and also because obviously social media posts of Skelly were an immediate hit. Skelly sold out immediately, and yeah, it was a it was a big moment, and it has surprisingly held its prominence in yeah, Halloween decorating. He's an icon. So, uh, 2021, last year, people literally lined up outside of Home Depot at 5 a.m. the day that Skelly went on sale. It's the PS5 of Halloween decorations. They're almost the same price. You could trade them one for one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll trade my uh, my NVIDIA video card for that giant Skelly. Is Skelly on StockX? <laughs> it should be. Yeah. See, here's another thing. Like, this is how crazy just the past two years have been, is that two years ago, the year 2020, I, I you look at Skelly and I say, that's funny, but is it $300 funny? Two years later with inflation, I'm looking at that and I'm saying $300 is pretty reasonable for a 12-foot tall statue. Also, the first several times I saw Skelly was daytime photos, and it's like, okay, that's cool. But I did not know that Skelly has trademarked, I believe they're called real eyes. There's uh, LED they're like LEDs, eyes. and he's blink like, and look. Yeah, yeah, he's like looking around. I'm like, okay, the $300 price tag, absolutely justified. Yeah. One of the funnier ones I saw was like someone with like, you know, a, a normal-sized house, a smaller-sized house. And, like, they had propped up Skelly. I, they might have taken his legs off, but they propped it up to where he was crawling, like, over yeah. the uh, <laughs> the uh, chimney. It's awesome. It's incredible. I love it. I think it's great. And also, 
I think that Spirit should still take my idea. I think it's the best idea ever. You, you, all these husks that they take up every Halloween, Spirit Halloween, literally easiest thing possible. You don't really do anything. You just put Christmas over Halloween. Spirit Christmas, it's done. You've already got the location. I think they might have used to do something like that, but uh, Christmas... Spirit or Spirit Holiday. Yeah, but I mean, with Christmas, it's mostly people going and buying a tree. Like, uh, the demand... Like, oh, yeah, you'd only have you be able to do it. You can't fill a warehouse-style store with enough Christmas decorations to justify what you're doing. Yes, only in parts of the country where there is an equally-sized warehouse dollar general within... Like a, it has to be the suburbs yeah. where people are like, I have five acres and I need 50 fucking skeletons right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Lance Allen tells Vice uh, about all this. One of the things that we didn't prepare for was we didn't know people were going to keep these up year round. All the tests and everything we did for the temperatures, it's like, all right, this has to be up for the for the month, October. Then it's going to come down. We've had to go back, add UV additives so it holds up in the sun better, and change some of the mixtures in the resin so the arms can handle the Arizona heat, like if someone keeps it up in the summer. Then the original one just ran off the batteries, but the batteries would only last three or four weeks because, again, we just wanted them to last the holiday se- <laughs> Halloween season. So now we've had to go back and put a cord in there so people can plug them in, and it became a year-round decoration. And the other one that we never really kind of solved for, we just figured customers could figure it out, was how people were going to get it home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and while the Skelly Box is too large for most cars and generally requires a truck to transport home, a lot of people got around this by simply unboxing Skelly in the parking lot and just cramming all the, the bones into the car, or fully assembling Skelly in the parking lot and just strapping it to the roofs of their cars, which mm-hmm. ma- you're starting the gag that you that you bought Skelly for in the first place. You are already getting your money's worth by strapping Skelly to your roof and uh, maybe taking the scenic route back home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, where there's a will, there's a way. People want Skelly. Yeah. But, yeah, Skelly's been such a massive success that even if you've been in a Home Depot lately, you probably haven't even seen one on display because after display models sold out instantly in previous years, uh, this year most locations didn't even bother assembling one for display if it was just going to immediately get purchased. What's the point? So, yeah, hopefully next year the Home Depot increases production. Um, they don't have the the chip shortage excuse, I don't think. I do. I do love that. Like, you know, in all like theory, we're going to be in a massive recession in the year 2023, and like Home Depot just betting the farm on endless skeleton sales, like Facebook planning on infinite growth, yeah. would be the funniest way, the only funny way for a nationwide chain of home improvement stores to go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, just completely miscalculating. You know. Once someone buys a skelly, they're generally not going to buy another skelly. So there's a finite number of uh, yeah, skelly yeah, yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just pr- just upping production by like a thousand percent next year. Yeah. Like, oh, no, just uh, <laughs> we got to bury all these skellies in a landfill in uh, New Mexico. A warehouse full of like tradesmen looking for pea traps and grout or whatever. And they're like, sorry, we're all out. But can I interest you in a 12 foot tall skeleton? Also, I love the idea that someone put this thing up in their yard year round in Arizona and they had to build it a different way because it probably melted into their rock yeah. yard. Yeah. Uh, like, the skeleton was right half the size by June. Probably looks sick, though. Uh, it probably looks scarier. Yeah, that's even spookier. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, this is basically it's the PS5 of Halloween decorations. I, I would like to get my hands on one now. I am a homeowner now. I, th- I feel like it would look really cool in my yard. Um, no one in my neighborhood decorates for Halloween, which is, uh, is disappointing. So well, maybe, maybe I can get... Maybe I can kickstart a trend uh, with a vengeance. 
I think it's probably because you're like, since you're a brand new homeowner, you're going to go all out and everyone else is going to look around and go, he's, he's spending all that money, all that effort. Next year, he's not even going to try. We've been here. Maybe. But once well, that's you, the thing. Once, once you're on the skelly, like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, but that's, it is the perfect. It takes up half my shit. It's the perfect lazy person's decoration because people could sit, sit out there and decorate their house for five hours, six hours. And then you go out there, you've just dropped $300 and you just pluck Skelly yeah. out there and their yard looks like shit now because yeah. you have a 12 foot tall skeleton. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Moving, Moving on. on now from a very scary fake skeleton to a very disgusting real human being and calling a person disgusting might sound mean, but the person we're talking about is widely known as the world's dirtiest man. And it's a pretty accurate description. Uh, this is Amu Haji, an Iranian man who not only hasn't bathed in more than 60 years, but also eats roadkill and smokes a pipe filled with animal shit. So imagine the stench wafting off this guy from miles away, probably. But as disgusting as this man is at 94 years old, you, I mean, you can't argue with results. The evidence would suggest that being as filthy as humanly possible is actually great for longevity. Scientists really upset that he couldn't pick just one disgusting thing to prove that longevity was coming from him. Doctors hate him. Especially when he comes in to their office. I think it's so funny that, like, imagine just being like, well, this guy lived till 94. Oh, what's his secret? Well, he didn't bathe. All right, I can not bathe. But he also smoked animal shit out of a pipe. And we're not sure which one it was that helped him live as long as possible. So you're going to have to do both. Yeah, this man has self-vaccinated against diseases that don't even exist. Exactly. Yet. But hold on. Hold on. We regret to inform you that the dirtiest old man on earth is dead. What? He's died, tragically. Oh, no. And yet, the circumstances of his death only further confirm the hypothesis that filthiness is the key to long life. Because Amu Haji actually recently took his first bath in over 60 years. And within months, he was dead. There it is. I love that without listing his age at all, this story is way funnier. No, he's 94. That's what I'm saying. Oh. But like, <laughs> just being like... The, the 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 man who has gone the longest without bathing took a bath and died. Yeah. And like if you if, if that was a 25 year old, people would be like, oh, my God. Yeah. But then you hit him with the 94 and you're like, well, obviously it was the bath. It was the bath. Yeah. The bath killed him. Uh -huh. His body couldn't handle that. That cleanliness. Ew. Oh, oh lavender. Oh, Ugh. here's the guardian. An Iranian hermit nicknamed the world's dirtiest man for not taking a shower for more than half a century has died at the healthy old age of 94, state media has reported. Erna News Agency reported that Amu Haji, an endearing nickname for an elderly person, died on Sunday in the village of Dejga in the southern province of Fars. Haji, covered in soot and living in a cinder block shack, was reported by local media not to have bathed with water or soap in more than 60 years. Villagers said he had experienced emotional setbacks in his youth that led him to refuse to wash. In 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Haji would eat roadkill, smoke a, f a pipe filled with animal excrement, and believed that cleanliness would make him ill. Photos showed him smoking multiple cigarettes at once, but a few months ago, villagers had persuaded him to wash for the first time, Erna reported. And there it is. Yeah, great job, villagers. Well done. You just killed an otherwise perfectly healthy old man. Haji, you got mud butt, dude. You're, you're stinking up the place. Yeah, great job. Great job. Look what you did, you jerks. So yeah, Amu Haji believed that if he bathed, he would get sick. And uh, a previous attempt, these villagers, these, these, these sneaky villagers, they tried to convince him to bathe. They even got him in the car. They were going to take him down to the river. 
But uh, he 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 jumped out of the moving vehicle. He changed his mind. He's like, no, yeah. I can't do it. This is a bad idea. And he was right. Um, so yeah, after bothering this poor old man long enough, pestering him, nagging him about taking a bath, he finally caved, and that's clearly what did him in. Sad. And now I guess the title of World's Dirtiest Man apparently shifts to this man, Kailash Singh of India, who hasn't bathed in over 40 years, uh, but instead lights a bonfire every night to give himself a fire bath. He just sort of stands over it, gets the smoke on him. He says that's more effective than a water bath at killing germs. And he might be right. Yeah. Might be wrong, too, but... This is going to be another thing where it's just like, where it's just like, all right, well, uh, this guy didn't get lung cancer. (laughs) What are you going to do? He stood over a fire every night. That's right. He's clean as hell. I just love these like one single like things where it's just like, well, obviously I should not take care of myself because I can live forever by chance. Yeah. Just roll around in fucking trash. Cover yourself in shit. Yeah. You're going to live forever. It's like that lady that was like, they don't want you to know. That lady that's like, yeah, I survive every day by doing a nip of Jack Daniels and a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, uh, there's just so many examples of extremely old people who have done literally nothing uh, that anyone would consider healthy. And they're just like, well, I don't know. It might be the fact that I like, uh, you know, drink a handle of gin every like three days. And uh, it's got to be that. Maybe the fact that I don't wipe my ass. Never wipe my ass in my life. And uh, here I am at 95 years old. These are all people that like, that like, probably like stuck a fork in an electrical outlet when they were young, but got lucky. Yeah. And now they're just kind of kicking around. This is their purgatory. It's gotta be it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on to some more news from the other side of the world. International sports rivalries, they can obviously run pretty deep and they can stem from conflicts going back centuries. But sometimes the origin of these rivalries is much more recent and much more bizarre. Uh, And that's that's definitely the case between the rivalry uh, of Pakistan and Zimbabwe a bitter rivalry, which up until recently, Pakistan seems to have been completely unaware of. And uh, it also revolves around British comedy icon, Mr. Bean. So, cool. Yeah, so the T20 Cricket World Cup is currently happening in Australia. And following a loss against Pakistan's main rival, India, the Pakistan Cricket Twitter account posted, on to the next challenge. The next challenge would be a match between Pakistan and Zimbabwe. And a Zimbabwe supporter replied to that post with, as Zimbabweans, we won't forgive you. You once gave us that fraud, Pac Bean, instead of Mr. Bean Rowan. We will settle the matter tomorrow. Just pray the rains will save you. Um, A Pakistan supporter then asked, what happened, brother? To which he replied, they gave us Pac Bean instead of Mr. Bean on one of our local events called Agriculture Show. Okay, uh, people were still confused as to what this ha- what this guy's even talking about. I mean, I am. So he replied again with, This is the fuck called Pac Bean who imitates Mr. Bean stealing people's money, along with a picture of a guy who clearly isn't the real Mr. Bean. And people started digging into this, and it turns out a lot of people in Zimbabwe are still very upset about an incident in 2016 when many of them believed they were being visited by the real Mr. Bean, when in fact it was a Mr. Bean impersonator from Pakistan who had been hired to visit their capital, Harare, for an agriculture show. Yeah, so local news at the time made it clear that this was not, in fact, Mr. Bean, but rather an impersonator. Um, but clearly not everyone got the message. Uh, we're not sure exactly how popular Mr. Bean is in Zimbabwe, but it, it seems that a lot of people were absolutely overjoyed uh, for their country to be graced with the presence of such a comedy icon. Uh, 
There's videos of Pakistani Mr. Bean being escorted through the streets, flanked by police security as legions of fans surround him, taking pictures and asking for fist bumps. This was the greatest day of their life. Mm -hmm. Mr. Bean here in Zimbabwe? My God. What a blessing. Uh, and yeah, one of the most popular comedians on earth, making the long trip down to Zimbabwe. Like, it's it, it just highlight of a lot of these people's lives. I can't believe it. And they were so cheated. cool. They were cheated out of an actual experience. Sad. It's, it would it would always it would be preferable if there was no Mr. Bean impersonator at all because you made us feel so special and so loved and took it away. I'd rather have never known that feeling in the first place. Instead of sad, I'm just embarrassed for myself and our country. I mean, that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's it's national shame, embarrassment. Shame and embarrassment. <laughs> so I'm going to take this out on every match we have yeah. internationally. <laughs> this is why I hate Pakistan, a country yeah. that doesn't even know I hate them. Yeah. Uh, so when it finally became clear later on that this was not, in fact, Mr. Bean, but a cheap imitation. Zimbabweans felt angry and ashamed. As one Zimbabwean Twitter user said, the faux Mr. Bean was one of our low moments as a nation, <laughs> shame-wise. Uh, so, look, the story at least has a happy ending. Zimbabwe was able to get revenge for being tricked by Pakistani Mr. Bean, narrowly defeating Pakistan 130... Uh, what is it? By 820? I don't know. To 129 by 820. I don't know. Is this one of the ones that lasts like five days? Because I know there's like two different versions of cricket. I don't know. One of them is like full cricket and it's like, all right, today's, uh, we're putting a pause. We're going to come back tomorrow. I don't think it's that one. Okay. I believe this form has two innings. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. It's a whole World Cup, so I imagine the games are quicker. Well, hopefully... Zimbabwe sent out a fake Mr. Bean to to distract the bowler. Yeah, but uh, yeah, 130-8, parentheses 20. I, we have no idea how cricket scores work. Checking Wikipedia made us more confused. I assume they Seems did better than the, the USA team. It's like cricket's this bizarro version of baseball, and baseball, very easy to follow. Yes. Simplest sport in the world. It's like they took baseball and just it made it intentionally more complicated. Well, that's because they had to take cricket and dumb it down to people who lived in New York in the 1800s. Yeah. It's a it's stick, ball, then you run. I guess it was, uh, baseball really came into its own on the battlefields of uh, the Civil War. Yeah. Or it was like during downtime. They're yeah. like, well, we got a ball, we got a piece of wood. Yeah. Let's figure out a game to play. But yeah, clearly this victory meant a lot to Zimbabwe, whose president tweeted, what a win for Zimbabwe. Congratulations to the Chevrons. Next time, send the real Mr. Bean. Which, I, Pakistan, they can't send the real Mr. Bean because the real Mr. Bean is British. Um, and Pakistan did not send, the nation of Pakistan didn't send a, a fake Mr. Bean to Zimbabwe to uh, laugh at you at your expense. This was, but whatever. I'm, I'm glad Zimbabwe feels that they have overcome this. Mr. Bean needs to do a movie that's identical to Coming to America, but with Mr. Bean visiting countries that... Uh, are bitter rivals, bitter sporting rivals. Yeah. They just cause chaos. We're long overdue for another Mr. Bean movie. I also think that like the reason so many countries are big fans of Mr. Bean is like, we've talked about this before. It's nonverbal. Well, it's nonverbal. There's actually, surprisingly, only like 15 or 20 episodes total. Yeah. So the licensing cost has to be next to nothing. And the episodes, uh, you will forget immediately. So if you watch the same episode twice, you'll be like, wow, that's a new Mr. Bean. Yeah. I've never seen it before. That Bean, so funny, so absent-minded. And everybody has a little teddy bear.
It's something everyone can relate to. Yeah. Anyways, let's return back to the U.S. Elon Musk is now officially the owner of Twitter. And what comes next for the company and for Musk is pretty intriguing. Well, one aspect that news organizations are latching onto is, of course, the fact that Mr. Musk is clearing house a bit. And that means that the woke mob within Twitter is being sent to the unemployment office. Hell yeah. And so far, that's not entirely accurate, aside from several executive firings. But it makes for great news content. And Elon fans love the idea of this happening. Yeah. So, yeah, some clips immediately started circulating on social media and in news reports showing two of Twitter's woke software engineers leaving the building carrying boxes and looking very sad. One of these people showed reporters the Michelle Obama book that he was carrying in his box. Clearly, look at this, this wokeoid. Uh, the other ended his interview by saying he needed to get home to his husband and wife. <laughs> and also one of them told reporters that his name was Rahul Ligma. So yeah, these very real Twitter employees. Uh, multiple outlets, including CNBC, Bloomberg, and the Daily Mail reported on this as fact. Um, you know, without apparently having a single person in their newsroom being aware of the Ligma meme, which is nearly five years old at this point. Yeah, uh, this was being spread by people who I typically would be like, y you're aware that this is complete bullshit, right? The name is Ligma. Yeah. This is like, uh, <laughs> I, I want to make a joke, but it's, 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 it's kind of whatever, but it's like a lot of places... There's a reason why things come off bad because you don't have a diverse newsroom. Yeah. Uh, you need to have a person who understands uh, memes in any news team. You need to have one absolutely brain-poisoned, yes. uh, always-online freak on any public-facing team Yes. Um, to avoid uh, embarrassments like naming a product Bussy or something like that. Yes. Or uh, accidentally publishing fake news about a guy named Ligma. Yes, it, like, it's, it sounds like a joke, but the reality is we are, the internet is real, it is real life now, and uh, you can't be following, following for stupid shit like this. Yeah. And this, of course, was like, you know, in the immediate wake, a bunch of, bunch of Elon fans, conservatives were passing this around, like, look at this, they're crying, they're just like, they're just as we imagined, and then immediately, once... Once everyone's like, no, it's actually fake. They're like, ha ha ha, these trolls, they they trolled the liberal media. We we were in on it the whole time. Mm -hmm. Ha ha. Yes. When he was reading that Hillary book, he was literally shaking to yeah, sell it. Literally shaking. Uh-huh. Um, How dare you? Oh, anyways, we do have the headlines half of this show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. Plus, pre-portioned ingredients make cooking a snap and cut down on food waste. Have your pumpkin spice and eat it too with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from HelloFresh Market, from brunch kits to a fall dessert board. You'll find everything you need for all your favorite autumn occasions like tailgating, Oktoberfest, and more. We're big fans of the hearty autumn meals that HelloFresh offers around this time of year. And on this week's menu, they've got the Hall of Fame, sweet corn and green pepper chowder with Philadelphia cream cheese, go Phillies, and Old Bay toast. And the Hall of Fame Thai coconut curry chicken with cilantro lime rice, which both obviously sound delicious. And plus dozens of more options for whatever you're into. So go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird65 and use our code WeeklyWeird65 for 65% off plus free shipping. 
Again, that is code weeklyweird65 at hellofresh.com slash weeklyweird65 for 65% off plus free shipping. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws all about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and using code WEIRDNEWS for free shipping and 20% off. Think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, their Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. And you can hold the, that flashlight under your chin and tell scary stories. It's good for spooky season. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, with, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Can't forget the Manscaped liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray are like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. Can't live without it. Mm. Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. Oh, okay. Uh, if that wasn't enough, it's time to do the dishes with Manscaped's shower products. Lather some of Manscaped's refined body wash on their brand new signature body buffer and give yourself the lather and rinse that your body deserves. Lose the loofah and exfoliate your mates. No hygiene routine is complete without Manscaped's signature deodorant as well. A couple swipes of this and you'll be feeling oh so crisp. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. <laughs> get it for Christmas. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WEIRDNEWS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WEIRDNEWS. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift uh, for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you and whoever you get it a gift. Yeah, from. and your dad's balls, your... Your mom's going to thank you. Your brother-in-law's Oh, balls. your dad's unkempt bush has been haunting me for years. I didn't want to say anything. Mm -hmm. Thank you, son. <laughs> anyway, moving on now to the headlines half of the show, starting with uh, another uh, Twitter update that's not so fun. Use of N-word on Twitter jumped by almost 500% after Elon Musk's takeover as trolls test limits on free speech, report says. And uh, yeah, a lot of this was in the quote retweets to Elon's posts. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you just clicked on the quote retweets, it would just scrolling like, okay. Um, Lots of... Clearly uh, this is sending a signal to the worst people on here that um, they, can, they can say it now. Even though, even though it sounds like Twitter's enforcement policies are still... The exact same, basically. In yeah. place. Yeah, uh, and that seems to be, uh, there's a lot of theories that, like, Elon's strategy is, like, saying that he's, you know, everything's about to change, but leaving everything in place because the advertisers are like, well, if you do that, we're not going to, well, you need our money and we're not going to advertise on, like, 2014 version of Twitter. Sorry, we're just not going to do that again. Also, the average idiot will believe whatever they're told from Elon if they're already a fan of him. Yeah. So it, if he says that something's changed and nothing has changed, their confirmation bias is going to allow them to believe that it has. It's like all the politicians coming up in a few months who are going to say that they successfully removed the litter boxes from classrooms. That's right. And uh, 
And yeah, all the all the people who believe that uh, half the police departments in this country were defunded. This would have never happened if everyone didn't completely defund yeah. all of the police departments. I know. Wait, let me check these uh, statistics and data. Wait, we gave them more money? Well, we certainly can't use that talking point against yeah. people who wanted some kind of uh, reform. Well, it's and like a, a more that recent, was bad, bad faith. More recent one is like San Francisco. Uh, they fired their their woke DA Chesa Budin uh-huh. and replaced uh, replaced him with you know someone tough on crime. And people are still blaming Chesa Budin for uh, the fact that uh, it made no fucking difference. Crime is just as bad as it a- as ever in San Francisco, including a. Uh, Particularly terrible incident this week. A where horrifying. Someone tried to fucking assassinate Nancy Pelosi. The, and uh, beat her husband with a hammer. Sec- second in line to the presidency? Yeah, seems bad, but. Uh, Assassination attempt in the United States? Literally didn't even garner a spot above the fold in the New York Times. They, they tucked that down to the bottom corner. Also, <laughs> also, because the, the midterm elections are a week and a half, two weeks away, there were Republicans campaigning. And uh, not only mentioning it, but allowing, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one that says they were glorifying it, but certainly allowing their crowds. Yeah. They liked the idea that someone tried to assassinate the Speaker of the House with a hammer and sent her husband to the hospital, a like 90 year old man. And I also, I enjoy that at least we have the precedent set here to where if you, if you like norms, you would any politician who you think should be uh, capable of running office or in that position uh, could very easily tell the crowd that they are wrong yeah. and use that as a learning moment to be like, no, uh, assaulting people is bad. But instead, they let it go. But we already have precedent for this because John McCain literally did it with yeah. the Obama thing. That is how you should handle a situation where people are being yeah. inherently evil. And, and then John McCain died and people uh, laughed and pissed on his grave. That's what you get. So I guess doing nothing, uh, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Cool country we live in right now. It's not, fucking... not scary at all. Yeesh. Not uh, foreboding at all. Just just normal and good. Let's move on to the next headline. Kanye West wax figure removed from public view at Madame Toussaint's. Yeah, this we, you've truly been canceled once your wax figure is uh, you wheeled out of public view mm-hmm. at Madame Tussauds. Yes. Because uh, I believe they've got we still got like Hitler on display or whatever. We would uh, we wouldn't want to uh, have Kanye's wax figure get hit by a can of soup. Well, <laughs> we should put this away. Our prized possession. I love that they didn't even like you know they're just like it's temporary going into the vault. Yeah, I what I think they should do, Madame Tussauds. Anytime someone one of their figures become publicly disgraced, here's how you you pivot this into a win. Yeah. You uh, announce the day that you plan on publicly melting that figurine uh-huh. uh, on display over, you know, you, you do a slow cook. So it takes a while. You can get people in, in different shifts. Make sure it's horrific. And uh, yeah, you display, you prominently display Kanye West or whoever is uh, currently being canceled. Yeah. You display their, their figure and yeah. they, they slowly just melt into a puddle of wax. Uh, and then you release the time lapse footage later. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm going to add to this. The area that it's melting into is the size of a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And their wax corpse is there for anyone to visit that wants yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. And you can sell that. The, ma- the wax is also made out of the same material as the urinal cake. So you can pee on it if you want. That's right. Yeah. It'll make the whole area smell nice. 
Let's move on. Georgia restaurant burglar drops large safe on foot while fleeing scene. <laughs> oh! Butterfingers. He, he did end up getting away with about $3,000, but yeah. um, I think he probably broke his foot. And yeah. in this country, that's going to cost you a lot more than $3,000. So either a limp for life or yeah. debilitating monthly payments. Dropping a safe on your foot. I hope it sounded funny at least. I mean, all they have is like really grainy security footage of the guy in the parking lot, but he drops it and he does not look like he's in good shape. He is. He, he did manage to get away because, um, I mean, at that point, it's like, well, at, at least I have this money. No, no point quitting now. Let's yeah. finish the job. But God damn it. Bold butterfingers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough day. Tough time to be a criminal. But yeah, uh, thanks to the American healthcare system, this man. His Be back on his feet in no time. His punishment is that he actually lost money on this criminal transaction. Crime doesn't pay. It robs you of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marijuana company sued for not making customers high enough. Okay. What's the deal? Uh, well, this is a uh, I, this is kind of scandalous because you know you go to the the legal weed stores in California and they have like THC ratings. Yeah. And so people have started uh, taking those purchases home and actually doing Testing them? their own tests. Yeah. And uh, I guess like across the board, people are finding that those numbers are bullshit yeah. and everyone's pumping up their numbers. So yeah, uh, some some customers are they're taking one of these companies to court for just wildly inflating their THC levels yeah. compared to the actual truth. Um, good. would be like if a Lagunitas IPA had the same ABV as like Corona Light. It would be like if you were buying weed in like Michigan and the company was called California's Finest. And you're like, oh, good. Like, this is that good. A nice California. A nice California. Well, yeah, I love all oh, this. The best. It grows out there. Sunny, 365 Beautiful. days a year. It's got so much THC. You can buy it. And then you find out it was actually grown down the street in, in Michigan. Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> in Iowa. In Iowa. Yeah. You would, you would have grounds to sue. Yeah. I mean, True. Look, false advertising is false advertising. It they is. shouldn't be getting away with it. Yeah. This, these are the regulations that hold not only the business selling it to a standard, but the manufacturers themselves. I'll say this, though. The THC content is too high regardless. Yeah. In what are you complaining these, about? They should lower the THC. If they're lying by <laughs> half, you're still getting too high. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much THC. They're actually doing it to save your life. You can't smoke a joint anymore. Yeah. What, do you want to remember the movie? Yeah. Or no? Okay. They're looking out for you. It's the THC levels are too damn high. And so are the taxes. We're bringing back mids. Yeah. Mids are great. You look, buy a whole bag for yeah. like nothing. And then it's like, what, what do you, what, what do you think looks cool? A tiny little nug with, with that, the, yeah. the uh, what is it? Whatever, the key for whatever all over it. Wax. Like, or yeah. a giant mason jar. Yeah. I don't see the fun. to the brim. Like you bring out your fucking like cyberpunk fucking smoking device to smoke the tiniest dab of wax. Like, all right, I'm high for the next 24 hours. Yes. Where's the fun in that? You know, I, you know what impresses me more than uh, touching an elaborate glass thing with a red hot poker just to get a little bit of wax? You know what's more impressive? Someone splitting a blunt, yeah, rolling it with their hands, yeah, passing it around. We used to make blunts in this country. What happened? <laughs> we don't make blunts anymore. Nobody wants to roll anymore. Exactly. Contestants say the Miss USA 2022 pageant was rigged, and the entire organization is descending into chaos. Our cherished institutions falling one by one like dominoes. The new norm is that there is like the the year the thing to watch every year is that there's a scandal every year it seems like with the uh, beauty pageants. Well, this one, um, I mean, Miss. First of all, it's like 
what merits are they even judging these women on? I mean, I guess they probably have a, an explanation for that, but like, of course it's rigged. It's a fucking pageant in the year 2022. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I guess the, the girl who won is from Texas, and um, this year the pageant was sponsored mostly by Texas companies. Well, yeah. Who she's done like brand integrations with on her Instagram. How is the production of this supposed to survive without injections of massive amounts of cash? And I didn't know this, but like each state has like affiliated like Miss USA schools. Like people go and do pageant lessons and classes. The way that it's this- It's insane. The, this is a perfect example of the fucked insane priorities this country is that like there is a whole network of like independent governing bodies of various beauty pageants and no public transit yeah like the 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 way we set up this country for like things to operate is so weird it's always it's always the thing that is like exploiting someone or making money and never something that's like good yeah this is a pageant's not useful some would say uh anachronistic not of our time but clearly um there's a big market for these pageants people want to see who the prettiest girl is every year well and the thing is is if you go uh you know before the pageant if you go down they walk all the girls in front yeah. of you so you can check and see if their bladders they bring are full her out, they put some put some uh the, some custom shoes on yeah and you can you can inspect the girl yeah okay was mm, looking pretty healthy not sure if i want to bet on that one did go down to the bookie and uh yeah all right i'm checking her out uh okay how many deals with oil companies did she do this year okay yeah. i think i might bet on that one do a little parlay action <laughs> Ah, so let's move on, though, because San Francisco is building single public toilet that will cost $1.7 million and won't be completed until 2025. But what a toilet it is! Uh, so I guess Gavin Newsom got wind of this and uh, and put a, a stop to it. But um, yeah, this is uh, San Francisco is a extremely difficult city to build anything in. Yeah. This is one of the times where um, I don't necessarily agree that the state and a lot of the local municipalities have too many regulations, but they, it certainly disincentivizes uh, building projects, especially public projects. I guess with this one, it's like also like they set aside $1.7 million for this bathroom, but it wasn't likely to actually spend all that. But like the way they have to budget for public projects is they have to ask for like the maximum amount they think it might cost. And well, then they just, give the money back afterwards. Even if the if the bathroom is like three feet by three feet, the property value alone. Right. There's a lot of factors. Um, but yeah, just the idea of a city spending $1.7 million on a single public toilet this is, is absurd. It's so... This is one of the things. It's like healthcare and specifically this that is just so eye-opening whenever you travel anywhere else outside of the country. Fucking London, a major metropolitan city... Uh, has urinals that come out of the ground at night when people need to piss. Try, try to be out past 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night and find somewhere to legally piss in the United States of America. Yeah, you can't. This country is so inefficient. It's like over, you know, in Japan, like they'll have a fucking like 10.0 earthquake and like an entire highway will collapse in the sea. Like a week week later, like it's rebuilt. And like a fucking like an off ramp on a highway in LA takes like five years to get rebuilt to what it looked like before, but slightly different. Yeah. It's, um, wonderful system we have here. It's a great country. Yes. What a country. Attorney who fought Florida helmet laws died in motorcycle crash while not wearing one. It's just so upsetting. 
so yeah, I've the few times I've been to Florida, I was I was like, oh, riding around with no helmets, okay. And they're like, yeah, you don't need to. Also, like seatbelts, you don't need these uh, those either. So I guess that started like in. I think you need seatbelts, but if you're like over eighteen and you're riding in like the back seat in Florida, I don't think you have to wear a seatbelt. Well, you're safe in the back seat from the front because the the seats, right? Sure. Yeah. Dad's arm will protect you from flying out of the window. Um, but yeah, I guess it was around the year two thousand that Florida. Uh, that you before you had to wear a helmet and then uh, this guy was one of the like libertarian lawyers who was like no I, I, I as a sovereign citizen of this country I should be allowed to wear a helmet or not and yeah. he, he won and uh, and yeah he just he just died of blunt force trauma to the head. Exactly. From uh, a, a uh, motorcycle crash that he almost certainly would have survived. If I'm sorry Elliot I read the uh, the uh, autopsy report he died of hubris. <laughs> Died of, cause, lig- cause he died of, of death. ligma, apparently. <laughs> put put that in your report. He yeah. died of a rare condition known as ligma. Uh, so this is funny. Uh, Florida, you can ride a motorcycle without a helmet, but you can't uh, split lanes. Yeah. Even if it is stopped traffic, yeah. you, you literally cannot filter, uh, which is dumb. It In a lot of cases, it's safer uh, than not being able to. People obviously exploit it and do bad things with it. The other thing, the entire like Florida, like the reason that they argued about the helmet law in Florida was for a reason that no one was being policed for anyway. Yeah. It was, it was so that they could take their helmets off, like on the, like cruising around, like on a, on a beach path or like in a state park or anything like that. Uh, not for going 80 miles an hour down the highway with no fucking helmet on. But of course that's what people are going to do when they're given the freedom. But like realistically, it's a law that didn't need to make sense because if a fucking cop gave you a helmet ticket for cruising 10 miles an hour in a beach access area, you just got bad luck. I'm sorry. Yeah, and this guy, uh, this guy who died, apparently, like, he he took this on, like, intentionally. So he was, like, riding around without a helmet for, like, weeks trying to get a ticket and, like, just wouldn't get one. He's, he's like, I drive right by, I drive right past cops. They wouldn't take it. Oh, me. back then? Yeah, it was like not being enforced. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not a fucking issue. It's also a problem that, that unfortunately, you know, I hope this doesn't happen to any of your loved ones, solves itself. Uh, yeah. And it did in this case. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he died the way he lived, without a helmet. Telling people they were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Even priests and nuns watch pornography, Pope says, and urges priests to de- delete adult apps. Ask me how I know. Yeah, the, the priest is like, um, we just hired this IT guy. Uh, turns out uh, we're going to be in a lot of trouble unless everyone deletes everything they have right now. Yeah. Pope's like, even nuns watch pornography. Imagine that. Imagine that. Picture that in your mind. Nuns looking at pornography, getting real horny, maybe maybe rubbing up against each other. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine how sick... Such a scene would be. Well, Mother Mary, we seem to have your browsing history right here. Is there anything you'd like to confess? <laughs> I wonder what these people are into. Probably some weird shit. The weirdest. Or maybe the most tame shit possible. No. Like, there's a missionary sex. I think it's depraved. Yeah, maybe. Because uh, they're so, like, you know, when the wine is allowed to wander, I feel like they're wandering to some weird places. I mean, just, just... Read any headline about the Catholic Church and their yeah, uh, and their sexual exploits, and I feel like, like you well, would. Uh, God's gonna be mad at me regardless, so I might as well go all out. Yeah, I was born with sin. Yeah. I might as well just go all out. Yeah, yeah. Forgive me, Master. You made me this way. 
This is all your fault, Jesus! I was made in your image, Lord, yeah. you sick fuck. That, actually, when you jerk off, it's Jesus' hand Jesus hand doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I looked down and there was two sets of cum ropes. Yeah, someone needs to... That, that, that famous painting that we love, but instead of injecting heroin, he's jerking off. Jesus is reaching down. And, and, it's, and it's the Pope deleting your browsing history yeah. afterwards. The Pope just... Oh! Abstract painting by Pete Mondrian accidentally hung upside down for 75 years. Did they only figure this out after someone threw tomato soup on it? Uh, no. Okay. No. That, that, the shit with the climate activists, like, I don't know if it's especially effective, but people are so fucking mad. And it's like, you watch these videos, clearly all the art they're throwing soup on has glass over it. Yeah. They're not damaging anything. Also, uh, it, it is actually working because it's bringing it. Yeah. Uh, to your attention. Well, Look, I fucking like, love art and I it, it upsets me to see it happen, but there nothing's happening to the art. And I think their point is like pretty clever. They're like, oh, if it if it like deeply uh, upsets you that a painting might be damaged, even though we're not actually damaging paintings, you, you're gonna go crazy when you find out what we're doing to the earth every fucking day. Uh you see this painting that we threw soup on? It's not going to exist, much like me and you are not going to exist in the very near future. Yeah. So if you actually want to uh, preserve all of this for future generations, we should probably find some middle ground. Also, nothing is actually happening to the paintings. Yeah. But anyway, so, this Mondrian painting, you know, Pete Mondrian is just squares and lines and shit. So, but is they found uh, a picture from from his studio of him making it from like a hundred years ago, and they're like, oh, oh shit, oh it's. Oh, that's what's supposed to be up top. Okay, well, um, hmm. Not that it really matters. It's just a bunch of lines and shit. Let's see but, if anyone notices. Yeah. They're going to have to, uh, like a, a seasonal thing, they're going to have to flip it back upside down. They're going to be like, it's like when they do uh, Soarin' Over California. Yeah. You only do it one, for one month, so you got to see it then. That's right. If you want the old the old way, you got to come they during... Should, they should flip all abstract paintings 40 or 90 degrees every six months. Yeah, and just call it like the whole exhibit like, you know, a new angle on life. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Really makes you think. You've never seen Mondrian like this. Quite like this. <laughs> and final headline, Potatoes USA encourages potatoes instead of Halloween candy. You'll never confuse a potato for, for some fentanyl. This is a, like the potatoes, like, this is their their lobbying group. Literally like, a potato wrote uh, this. Press release, you know who, uh, yeah, this, this Halloween, instead of handing out candy to children, you know what kids really like? Uh, they really like Coming up to your house, ringing the doorbell, holding out their bag, and having uh, uh, a big American spud dropped into their bag instead of that, that candy, which kids hate. They, the kids love raw potatoes. They they get very excited over potatoes. So this Halloween, uh, skip the candy store and pick up a sack of, sud, a sack of spuds for for the kiddos. They'll, uh, they'll never forget the Halloween that they spent uh, with a potato. Here at Potatoes USA... We understand the economic troubles people are dealing with. So this Halloween, give your friends and neighbors a nice, warm, baked potato slid lovingly into a pair of brand new socks. And then they can keep warm and they'll have a fresh pair of socks. This is literally what you're supposed to do for like homeless people in the winter is you, you bake a potato and you keep it in the foil and then you put it in socks. So they, they have a fresh pair of socks afterwards. Oh. They have a potato that can keep them warm and was, something to eat. I thought it was so they'd have a weapon. And a weapon to fight other homeless people with. Yeah. Yeah. Hot potato. Yeah. It's called the hobo grenade. 
Anyway, that's our show, and boy, what a long one. Uh, yeah. So Happy Halloween. Yeah. Whoa. Are you scared of long episodes? Um, if you haven't already, watch our two previous episodes. One's about Kanye losing a fuckload of money, and the other's about Mark Zuckerberg and his company losing a fuckload of money. You love to see it, don't you, folks? Oh, no, it's the consequences. And, uh, and soon we'll see Elon Musk losing a fuckload of money, too. Watch along. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye.